ओम शरवण भवा डे थर्टीन पारायणम पेज वन ओ नाइन ऑनवर्ड्स स्वामी टॉक्स टू एवरीबडी बट इज एवरी वन नेसेसरली हैप्पी स्वामी केम हियर अनएक्सपेक्टेडली देर वॉज नो प्लान टू कम हियर टूडे इज अ वेरी फॉर्चुनेट डे बिकॉज इट वॉज थैंक्स टू द गुरुज ब्लेसिंग्स दैट वी आर एबल टू असेंबल हियर we all of us together constitute maya but the guru constitutes truth whatever there is behind us and in front of us is truth but the rest is illusion we do not know how when and why we were born and where we stay and why we depart we do not know where we came from we do not know where we are now and we do not know where we will go all these answers are in god's hands this is the supreme truth the rest is illusion whatever you see consider that as truth whatever comes behind consider that as truth and consider the rest as illusion whatever action we perform is truth it is therefore important to perform those actions in the best possible way for example when you walk on the road and if you find a nail pick it up and put it aside if you see anything else on the road that can cause difficulties for others on the path remove them and put them aside it is possible for us to perform such actions and we must perform these services for others if we see something wrong in our path we must not shy away from clearing that obstacle and moving forward the gods before us have been doing the very same thing when shri krishna was born the times were difficult and the gods cleared them away when shri rama was born the times were once again difficult and the gods cleared the obstacles and went away in the same way when we are born we might face a lot of challenging situations and must get them cleared establish peace and then go away when we have negative thoughts within us there is no need to explore their reasons on the outside we must dive inside and clear them away if we get angry we need to get rid of it from within and not display it to all and sundry when we are in a state of happiness it is important to share that feeling with everyone we must not share the anger that springs from within us because that will create sadness for all if there are five people living in a house and if one person gets angry the other four will lose their peace of mind so if we get angry we need to remain peaceful we must not talk and we must remain silent during that period it is a good idea to do your prayers during those times this is the best way to get rid of negative emotions anger is best cleared by prayer happiness must be derived by prayer and that happiness has to be shared with all only when you can do that will you be able to see god one who is smiling all the time is daivik godly and one who is angry all the time is asurik demonic 
all those who exist only to destroy others in anger are asuras demons we must never go behind them we need to be in the company of people who radiate peace and happiness in such places we will also get happiness such is the state of a sadguru such a guru will always be childlike whenever we see a child we always experience happiness the nature of a sadguru is very similar when you visit an ashram or a temple you must perform as much service as you are capable of temple has to be clean at all times you have kept this place very clean and you must maintain the temple in a similar fashion our life too must be made clean in a very similar way to how the temple is kept clean we must clean our houses our bodies and our minds whatever we eat has to be clean we must eat only what the gods eat we must not eat what the gods do not like only food that we offer to god must be eaten by us if we eat what god does not like then we cannot go to god to visit shabarimalai and pray to lord ayappa a vratam or a vow must be taken if we take the vow at all times then lord ayappa will be there with us at all times we take a vow before we go and pray to lord ayappa then stop practicing the vows on our return this is not full faith but is a reflection of deficient faith we must live our lives in a manner that pleases lord ayappa we must live in harmony with the deity to whom we pray and if we are able to live in that manner then everything will come to us we take vows to perform a ritual but on our return we employ a different route we need to live in the same way as we live when we go to perform a ritual and this is the only way you can achieve success you know how to reach god and you clearly need to live in that way if you need to move ahead in your life you need to live at all times with the same state of mind and body that you have when you go to worship god when you walk around you can witness a lot of things you must know which of these sights are meant for you and which are not there are some things that are meant exclusively for you and there are others which are not meant for you that you must avoid in a drug store there are medicines available that are capable of taking life as well as giving life which medicine will you choose clearly you will purchase only those medicines that give life in the same way our country is like a medical shop that sells medicines both for giving and taking life there are medicines to give us energy and strength as well as those that take away energy and strength if you drink milk you will get energy but if you have alcohol it will take away energy drinking milk will help you walk straight 
whereas alcohol will make you crawl like a snake you can buy all these goods in the same place both the milk store and the liquor shop are close by but it is for us to use our discrimination and understand that which is good for us and that which is not we must travel only on the good path as long as we travel on the good path we will not encounter difficulties everybody breathes but only when we breathe properly and we live happily people have other uses for the organs that they use for breathing resulting in their airways getting blocked there are many who smoke and this smoke travels in the same way that we breathe this can only invite problems there are many who have problems in their chest such problems do not come initially but when they continue on the wrong path for a long time such problems multiply some people must avoid these bad habits if you get into these habits they are bound to create problems for your health similarly even non vegetarian food must be avoided it must certainly be reduced children must not be given non vegetarian food it will lead to embedding asura guna demonic attributes and will reduce manushya guna the human attributes such children will tend to quarrel with their parents and those who come in contact with them they will not show respect to others and they will have a very high opinion of themselves why does this happen human beings have been prescribed a diet that is restricted to the consumption of vegetarian food consumption of non vegetarian food will engender the production of animal instincts when animal instincts predominate people tend to be prone to anger and other negative tendencies have you gone into a forest and noticed how a tiger behaves it will stare angrily and menacingly at anyone in its proximity we must avoid the animalistic path and instead tread on the human path in order that we migrate on to the path shown to us by god asuras do not normally offer prayers to god this is why only brahmins a brahmin is one who is immersed in brahman brahman is the supreme truth only brahmins are allowed to conduct worship in temples only when you are clean in mind body and spirit should you enter a temple if you are not in a clean state of mind or body you will be asked to go away from the temple so we must always keep our bodies clean and our minds pure we can accomplish this state only if we are able to exercise control over the way we live our lives eat only those foods that are liked by god refrain consuming foods 
that are not liked by God because the consumption of such foods will spoil your health. When you eat them, they will first give happiness but later they will damage the veins leading to pain in the legs, arms, head or stomach. In the olden days, it was normal for Brahmins, persons adept in spiritual practices to live a hundred years and often in excess of hundred years. Nowadays, people start losing their strength even before they attain 40 years of age and commence the intake of medicines. People are affected by cholesterol, blood pressure and excess sugar in their blood and so on. This is because they continue to consume negative energy. Swami is fond of saying, eat whatever you get from earth but do not eat what you get from the stomach or whatever you get from the stomach is non-vegetarian and whatever you get from the earth is vegetarian. We used to give such advice to one and all. You must be a vegetarian for at least 25 days in a month. You may eat what you like for the remaining 5 days. You can eat whatever you like and we do not have the authority to stop you from doing that. Nobody has that authority. You are free to live as you wish but it is our duty to advise you on what is good for you. A doctor can prescribe you medicines and if you want to be restored to good health, it is important to consume those prescribed medicines. When there is a problem with, let us say, eyesight, the doctor will prescribe eye drops. The doctor will not apply these drops to your eyes. You will have to do that yourself. In the same way, you must meticulously follow the instructions of the Guru and only then will all your problems go away. Only the Guru can tell you the root cause of your problems. You must not commit any sins. Even if we kill a mosquito, be sure it is a sin. Do not kill a mosquito but do get rid of the problem which causes the mosquito to breed. We kill a mosquito but we do not eliminate the causes that help mosquitoes to breed. By removing the causes of their breeding, we rid ourselves of the problem of killing them later. We all face problems and we all pray to God for their removal. We must actually pray to God to remove the cause of the problem. There is a reason for all the problems we face in our lives. There is no problem without a cause. When we go to a doctor, he will invariably tell you the cause of your problem. In the same way, there is always a cause or a reason for our problems. If you look at those reasons, it will invariably point to a wrongdoing. 
This is why we must not indulge in wrongdoings. We must not commit any sins. We must destroy all our sins. We must stop committing sins and only then pray to God. We must not kill anything with our own hands. Only asuras, demons take life, while the devas, gods give life. We must only help grow and nurture things. People will pray and take care of a cow when it gives milk, otherwise it will be pushed away. Such is the nature of the world today. Do not pray to a cow by looking at the milk it gives. Pray and take care of it by looking at the soul inside. That is real puja. Today, the relationship between children and parents has been reduced to a similar level. Children remain with the parents so long as the parents give them what they want. When the parents do not have anything more to give, the children move away from the parents and stay separately. Today, even children take care of parents only when they are wealthy, not otherwise. Similarly, only if we have something that other people need will people approach us. Today, all relationships are based on self-interest. Such is the nature of the times we live in. We need to overcome these situations. We need to take care of people who do not have anything. People who have everything are in less need of care and attention. We need to give happiness to people who do not have what they need. Our jobs consist of giving happiness to those afflicted by problems. This is the minimum that we can do. We should always have a smile upon our faces. Greet all who come in contact with us and not look at people in terms of big and small. Small and big are illusions. Everything happens because of God. He is the sole cause. God is truth. Learn to see God in everything. Never say, I do not know this or that person. Because this is tantamount to saying, I do not know Lord Shiva. We know God because we do not deny our own existence. And as a result of that understanding, we know everyone. We do not know the body, but we know the soul. There is an Atma Bandha, soul relationship, but not a bodily relationship. The soul relationship is the truth, while the body relationship is an illusion. We must have a soul relationship with everyone. Even when the skin is black, only the color is external, but inside it is still God. Even if it is a cat or a tiger or any other being, 
what is inside is god whether it is a man or a woman or a child or a father or a mother what is inside is only god so respect everyone whether it be a child or father or mother such respect constitutes genuine worship to god we pray in a temple or to a statue but not to the ones who created it it is we who have created all these constructions and that is why we must pray to everyone for everyone that is real devotion we must not say somebody is wrong everything is actually perfect because there is always a good reason why bad things happen there are always certain reasons why some things go wrong and those wrongs can be corrected and everyone must be encouraged to come to the right path for this we need to pray to god at all times because only god can correct the state of affairs if our child has a problem we pray to god for a remedy mother father and guru can tell us ways and means to cure things but only god can provide relief pray to god for the removal of all problems and the inauguration of everlasting happiness page 116 chapter heading things are not the same after our pilgrimage to shirdi there is a perceptible yet undeniable change in all of us after our recent visit to shirdi we returned on the morning of april 2009 with venu and suchi to our house i was full of the feeling that a lot has changed for the better after returning from shirdi with swami ji i thought i should pen a few lines to capture some of our collective feelings as well as my own personal feelings and share them with you we left for shirdi on 16 april 2009 two buses had been hired and all the travel arrangements were organized by shri sanjay and shri shabari we were about 60 devotees and we were accompanied both to and from shirdi by our beloved sadguru swami murali krishna all of us met at the ashram on the morning of april 2009 and participated in the shri lakshmi homam that was performed by swami ji this was preceded by a maha ganapati homam followed by a rahu puja in the evening it was a delightful day shri khemka along with his friend shri dinesh had sponsored the sadhya feast on that day and by early evening all of us were looking forward to our trip to shirdi with swami ji we eventually left bangalore at about 7 pm in the evening we stopped along the way for our dinner and were off again 
Late in the night, we saw two parts of a film on Shirdi Sai Baba. That was beautiful. We saw the last part the next day as it was very late and people were falling asleep. Early in the morning, we stopped at a roadside bunk that had toilet facilities as well as a canteen. We stopped there to bathe and had our breakfast there as well. After my bath, I went in search of Swamiji. He was on the lawns meditating. I sat beside him. He asked me whether I had my bath and I said yes. Since I was wearing the same set of shorts that I had worn before my bath, he remarked humorously that my body had a bath but not my shorts. He saw the vibhuti on my forehead and said that I had marks of satyam, truth on my forehead. At about 8 am, I saw Swamiji walking away from the petrol station. I followed him. Shri Chandrasekhar joined us a few moments later with Shri Kartikeyan. I did not know where we were heading but we began walking with him. Of course, Swamiji had a plan. He always has a plan. Or rather, he always had a plan though we are completely unaware of what he had in mind. We always discovered that in due course. This happened several times during our visit to Shirdi. As we continued walking, Swamiji casually remarked, Professor Swami, this is your morning walk today. Swamiji was displaying his omniscience. He has done this several times to me. I notice when my faith in him is complete, he does not hesitate to display his divinity. He was telling me that he knew of my daily walking in the morning and evening and this morning my walking with him constituted of my morning walk of the day. On the outskirts of the petrol bunk, Swamiji suddenly turned to me and said that this town we were off to Bijapur in North Karnataka, had a famous Shiva temple known for the Nandi, the bull that was in front of the main temple. I replied by saying I did not know that. And then Swamiji asked me whether we should visit it. I agreed to this, though I felt internally that it was a very long walk to the town, wherever it was and I was afraid of the growing heat. Suddenly, Swamiji turned and led us to a medium-sized bale tree, a wood apple tree that was a few yards away and held some fruit in its branches. Beneath it was a small deity of Shiva and an equally small idol of Nandi. Turning to me, Swamiji said with a mischievous look in his eyes, that this was the star attraction that he was talking about. This was typical of Swamiji. He will say something fearful, something terrifying or something mysterious and it will turn out to be breathtakingly sweet and humorous. He asked for some camphor and soon we were joined by Tirumeni, our capable and diligent Shastrigal who promptly arrived with the puja materials. Swamiji completed the puja and blessed 
the few villagers who were gathered there and came away he plucked some leaves from the tree and distributed those to us and asked us to eat them and we did we returned to the bus and resumed our journey we sang bhajans repeated mantras and were enraptured to be in his divine presence our minds were automatically becoming quiet and attuned to his divine wavelength and receptive to him i discovered later that this was true in varying proportions among many of us for me personally it was a visit i was looking forward to because i had missed the previous visit to shirdi and puttaparthi last year also this was my second visit to shirdi i had been there when i was less than 10 years old with my late father and i was returning there after 42 years i was accompanied by my wife amala and our son dhruv we stopped once again for lunch later swami ji told us that we were not to sleep until 8 pm and if we did we were liable to pay rupees 500 my wife and i were soon caught in the act and we quickly coughed up 1000 rupees and surrendered the amount to swami ji there were several other casualties om sharvana bhava thus ends the 13th parayanam